You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Friends found 22-year-old student Mindy Morgenstern dead in her apartment last night after she failed to meet them for dinner. Now police are trying to figure out who killed Mindy and why. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. Hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 22-year-old Mindy Morgenstern of Valley City, North Dakota. Mindy was a Valley City State University student. On September 13th, 2006, Mindy's friends, Tony Bowman and Danielle Holmstrom, was at the bar, and they tried calling Mindy to come out. When they couldn't reach her, they decided to go to her off-campus apartment. Mindy's car was there, so they knew she was there. So one of her friends walked in her apartment and found Mindy dead in her apartment. Her friend ran out of the apartment and grabbed her other friend out of the car and ran back into Mindy's apartment. Mindy's throat was cut. She had a belt wrapped around her neck, and the knife was lying next to her. And the knife handles were broken off of both of the knives. She had chemical burns on her face. A neighbor ran in the apartment to try to help, but she was deceased. There was no sign of forced entry. The police arrived. They took a lot of photographs. The police questioned her neighbor the day after she was found. He did time in prison, and there were marks on his hands and arms. He said he got them from work. Okay, let's go back to Wednesday. You're home, watching TV, yeah. suffering it. Yeah. What happened? My personal thoughts, mm-hmm. it looked like, to me, like she was strangled. What do you think, though? In time, in prison time in California, and then this whole life. All your hands are really cut up and stuff. Is that normal from work? Yeah, this is an everyday thing. Kind of makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, all day long, it's still. I get cut pretty bad. They took his DNA. Mindy's time of death was between 12.23 p.m. and 12.47 p.m. The police canvassed the neighborhood and questioned neighbors. They also questioned a correction officer who lived in the same building as Mindy. He did security at the college. He was in the military and had a criminal record and served time in prison. He got dishonorable discharge for assault. Were you in the military? Yes. Okay. Uh, what branch? Me. From 1 to 1. Um, from 90 to 99. What you do in service? Um, search and rescue. Okay. So you had honorable discharge then? Um, dishonorable. What? What was that for? Um, assault. Assault? <laughs> what did you assault? It was long study. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this, and like I said, uh, you know, other people are going to complain about us asking them to take it, but we say, hey, we started with a law enforcement officer, and he didn't have any problem doing it. Good. The police took his DNA. Mindy was dating Kyle. She met him in college. The police interview him. Do you want to have a chair here? Yeah. Can you just tell me how your relationship developed and what happened? Um, well, we dated for about 
two and a half to three years. Okay, it was, I guess, really hard and kind of a, a rocky relationship. Um, it seemed like we were always arguing over whether it was the ex-boyfriend or, or something else. Um, she, she did have a, a very pretty personality um, as far as when we dated. Um, and so, I don't know if that maybe got her in trouble, you know, obviously with, with this thing, if, if maybe somebody at the restaurant, maybe a customer that if he flirted and she didn't flirt back then or something finally and he got, or she got, you know, upset or whatever. I mean, she was very flirty, uh, young lady. Have you had any other contact with her? No, no, like I said, I don't remember receiving any phone calls that I didn't take or, or anything like that. Uh, I know she was kind of, work or get information kind of through my dad or whatever it seemed like like him and her would continue to talk and and he'd tell me he'd call me and, and say you know well maybe he's you know this is going on or, or this is going on and i just, i even asked my dad because i would appreciate it if he just stopped talking to her that's kind of weird Ever okay, come down the valley city and help her with projects or anything like that um, like any furniture or anything like that when he told me or the i'm trying to think now Yesterday, or just a couple days, or Thursday, actually, I think, the night after the, the incident, he had kind of opened up and said that, well, you met with her on Monday and then talked on Tuesday and had been talking to her even prior to that. I said, because really, Dad, I said it, I mean, I said, it's even tearing our relationship apart. I said, it's like, I don't want you talking to her. And I said, you know, what do you, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, you guys are still going to be talking, and, should, you know, Candace and I will maybe be married, and having a couple grandkids and you're still going to be talking to my, you know, ex-girlfriend. That's, 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 that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Yeah. I think back in June or July, I told him to, I said, it's either, I said, you stop talking to her. I said, unfortunately, I said, I just won't come home for two years. And I said, and you can tell mom and you know, the siblings and brothers and sisters why. Hey, 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 people. If you like gaming, check out McElinden Gaming Headphones. Great sound quality, super comfy, and not expensive at all. If you're decorating your room and looking for ideas, check out Kiko Smart LED Strip Lights. My daughters have these in their room, and they love them, and they look fabulous. They're easy to install and comes with a controller, and it works with an app as well. But don't just take my word for it. Go and get your own. Ubisoft's selfie ring light and stand comes in so handy when I'm doing my videos. It's easy to use and has three different light tones, so my videos come out great. My phone fits perfectly and it's stable and lightweight, so it can be moved around easily. Great bang for your buck. I just love false eyelashes, especially on a night out. Check out New Kali False Eyelashes. They are easy to apply, come with many pairs you can use more than once, totally worth the money. More information can be found in the show notes. If you're a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com, for some murder merch and start killing it. So many designs to choose from at a great price. You can use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% off your entire order. And for U.S. orders only, order three or more items and get free shipping. More information can be found in the show notes. Back to Murder Speaks. <laughs> Kyle did not like the fact that his father kept talking to Mindy, even after they broke up. So the police questioned Kyle's father. 
funny, I suppose, is that you and Mindy became, you call it, friends, you know, and he, she dated your son. Correct. And I don't understand the relationship that you have with her after your son broke up. Well, oh, you definitely know Mindy. She was quite a lovely character. I mean, her, her actions and her, well, put it so she reminded me so much of my wife in her younger days. So how many times in a week, in the last, let's say, three months, in a week time, you know, did you call her on a date? Um, probably six. Six times a week? Yeah, but that's about less than 20. You're saying you Oh, yeah, it was, you know, three times, four times a day. <laughs> so, I mean, she would call me more than I would call her, thank you. Uh, so, you said it's 20, 20 a week, but uh, you covered down to six, correct? I think on the day that I found out, I think I just called it home twice with the message on me. One of the messages found on Mindy's phone the night Mindy was found murdered was from Kyle's dad. They took a DNA sample from him. Before she died, she went to the police to report that a suspicious man approached her. An older man who lived across the street from the restaurant she worked at. Mindy thought he was creepy. So the police questioned him as well. Have you ever eaten at, uh, have you ever go for coffee or anything at uh, Rolly's? Nope. There's one place I've never, never been in. Never been in Rolly's? Nope. Right across the street from you. I know. They've been in almost all the other restaurants, but not there. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't have an answer for you. Was there an incident that happened where you were upset with one of the waitresses and you kind of had some words with her and then came back the next day and apologized? No. Not yet? That wasn't me. Remember what you were doing on Wednesday? On Wednesday? I was here. Here Wednesday? Did you know this girl? Not at all. I know you got a uh, mark on your hand. Yeah, how did you get that? When I did, put that oil filter on. Was it kind of tight squeeze in your hand? Yeah, yeah. What we'd like to do is like to take your picture and things like that. Would you have a problem with that? You can take my picture, but uh, I'm not a criminal. We believe you. Did you have anything to do with this girl's death? I haven't killed anyone. Did you kill her? Ever. And I didn't kill her. They took his DNA. So the police now have five suspects, two neighbors, Kyle, Kyle's father, and the old creepy man. The DNA results came back, and only one sample came back positive. Can you guess who? So Kyle and his father were cleared, one of the neighbors were cleared, and the old man was cleared. The positive DNA was the correction officer, Mo Gibbs. His DNA was found under Mindy's fingernails. They gave him a polygraph test, but some of his answers were inconsistent. He had cuts on his hands that looked like defensive wounds. He tells police that he got those cuts from packing and moving boxes out of his apartment. However, he couldn't explain how his DNA was found under Mindy's fingernails. 
Regarding Mindy's death, do you intend to truthfully answer those questions? Yes. On September 13th, did you physically harm Mindy and cause her death? No. There's a little bit of indication there that something is bothering you about this. And you claim you didn't know anything about, you know, what was wrapped around her neck and that. But yet when I asked you about the belt, you really reacted to it. And I guess I'm just sort of wondering why that was. Uh, I just answered, you know, truthfully, I don't know. What do you know about DNA? Nothing. Nothing? So. And, and you took a, you let him take a swab from here yeah. to, to match against DNA. Yeah. How would you feel if I told you that your DNA matches DNA that we found on Mindy's body? I'd be like, that wasn't true, so. I know I wasn't there, so. Okay. Mind, uh, DNA is pretty specific. How did scrapings, uh, or your skin, get under her fingernails? How could that have happened? And the only way it could have gotten their mole was through contact. They arrested him. Uh, could you stand up, please, if you can? Can you go back? We have an arrest warrant for the murder of many more November 16, 2007. Maurice Moe Gibbs was found guilty of murdering Mindy. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. This is like a really a sad story. You know, this girl was young and she was, had so much to live for. And this is somebody who everybody trusted. Like people knew him at the jail. A lot of people knew him and trusted him. And he viciously killed this young girl. Unbelievable. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode on Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.